Welcome to the Insurance Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Ramirez with Goosehead Insurance. I am a licensed agent shopping over 25 carriers that write home, auto, flood, earthquake, umbrella, life insurance, disability, long-term care, business, and commercial. The list goes on. We shop and you win. It's as simple as that. Our first episode is dedicated to home insurance and especially for the first time home buyers. So whether you're thinking about putting an offer in on a home, you're currently in escrow, or maybe perhaps you even just closed escrow, this podcast is going to give you a rundown on everything that you need to know in understanding homeowners insurance. So with that, let's begin. Your homeowner's insurance policy covers a lot of things, and we're going to go through those right now. So the first and most important thing that homeowner's insurance covers is fire, okay, fire. So a lot of times people will say, well, you know, Nick, does my homeowner's insurance have fire coverage? The answer is absolutely yes. That's exactly what it covers. Um, But it covers a whole lot more. We're not just talking only fire. Uh, Other than fire, what, what else is covered under a homeowner's policy? You have wind, hail, lightning, smoke damage, the weight of freezing ice, aircrafts, explosions, water damage, okay, which is ironically the number one cause of loss for homeowners in California, okay? So it's not fire, though we have a lot of fires here in California, right? Um, It's actually water damage, right? Um, Other things that are covered is theft, right? So home invasion or uh, burglary, Um, And then liability, right? If someone slips and falls, gets hurt on the property, or there's an accidental drowning in your pool and you get sued for negligence, all of these things are covered under a standard homeowner's policy here in California. There's two major things, though. Um, Most of you could probably guess what it is because we live in California that are not included under a standard homeowner's insurance policy. The first one is earthquake. You got it, right? Um, unless it explicitly states there's earthquake coverage included in your homeowner's policy, chances are it's not included. It is a separate policy. Okay. So if you want earthquake coverage, uh, then you would need to get a separate policy for that. Okay. And then flood insurance, right? So we talked about this water damage and flood insurance are different. Okay. Uh, water damage, which is like, for example, if a pipe were to break, uh, inside of your home and flood out the inside of your home, that's covered. Okay. In the event though, that there's heavy rains and there's water damage or flood that damages your home from the outside and comes in, that is also a separate policy. That's called flood insurance. And that too is typically a separate coverage that you would need to obtain. So earthquake and flood are the two things that are typically not included on a standard homeowner's policy. And you should ask your agent if you're interested uh, in that coverage and they will help you obtain a quote and a policy. So we're going to go back to fire for a moment, right? So if heaven forbid your home were to burn down, right? Your homeowner's insurance policy is going to be the policy to rebuild your home, obviously to current building code because we don't have a time machine. If your home was originally built in 1956, 
we can't rebuild it like it was built back then. We need to rebuild it to current building code. So that's something that's going to happen automatically. But the whole point is, is that what are we covering and how do we determine the right value for homeowner's insurance, right? So you might be uh, in escrow buying a home, and it's important for you to know this, that whatever the market value is of the home, which is market value, meaning what you buy and sell the home for, quite literally has zero bearing on your homeowner's, homeowner's insurance value, okay, zero. So here's an example, a home in Beverly Hills, right? If that home were to be sold, right, say it's like 1,500 square feet, right? That home that's in Beverly Hills might get sold for like 1.5 million, for example. Does it cost 1.5 million to rebuild 1,500 square feet? Obviously not. So what we're showing you is the difference between replacement cost or rebuild value, which is what insurance looks at, and market value, which is what you buy and sell the home for, which is what uh, your real estate agent cares about and you in terms of when you're buying and selling. But again, from the insurance side, we don't care about that. We only look at, heaven forbid, if it were to burn down, what's the rebuild value? And that is what homeowner's insurance looks at for what's called your coverage A or your dwelling value. And now what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about what your homeowner's insurance doesn't cover and what it's not intended for. Okay. So to recap, your homeowner's insurance covers sudden damage from the things that we already talked about, right? Fire, wind, hail, lightning, smoke damage, the weight of freezing ice, aircrafts, explosions. You can tell I've probably said this a few times. <laughs> um, but what it doesn't cover, okay, is maintenance. And this is sometimes a really hard thing for some people to kind of digest because no one told them. That's why we're that's why we created this podcast, okay? Is to help educate you. Maintenance, okay, is the job of the homeowner, all right? Uh, and what I mean by maintenance is this, right? Roof, electrical and plumbing. These three things are the most uh concerned items that insurance where losses happen most of the time, okay? Um, roof spans, right? Like how, what's the lifespan of a roof? Okay. Well, a composition shingle roof typically lasts about 10 years. Um, if you have a roof that has clay or concrete, those are the better ones. Um, that'll last you 20, 30 years, maybe even a little bit longer, depending on how well it was built. Right. But at the end of the day, you wouldn't file a home insurance claim because your roof is quote unquote old. That's not a thing. Okay. Like maintaining the roof, maintaining the plumbing and maintaining the electrical is something that is absolutely 100% you, the insured or the homeowner's responsibility. Your homeowner's insurance does not cover maintenance. Okay. So wear and tear and things of that nature, that's on you guys. Another thing to keep in mind that is a little bit separate, different from homeowner's insurance, right? Because that covers damage specifically to your home from covered perils or causes of loss, right, um, is something like appliances breaking down, right, which would be covered under your home warranty. So let's go through a couple examples. Say your HVAC, your heating or AC just breaks down and stops working, uh, or your water heater just explodes or stops working. Uh, just a few examples, right, um, or any of your major appliances, your washer, dryer, things of that nature in the home. Those things are typically covered 
under your home warranty. Now, if you're a first-time home buyer and you just closed escrow, chances are the seller provided you with a home warranty your first year. Okay, so you would be able to take advantage of uh, calling someone to come out to help repair those items. Home warranty is different from homeowners insurance. Okay, insurance is sudden damage related. Warranty is just fixing something. Okay, and at the end of the day, some insurance policies do actually cover home warranty. If you look on your uh, homeowners insurance uh, policy or ask your agent for equipment breakdown, this is a coverage that is very similar to home warranty. There are some differences, which we'll get into in another podcast. But these are things that if you have home warranty, um, or excuse me, if you have equipment breakdown on your homeowner's insurance policy, you might be able to be eligible to file a claim. The good news is, is that filing a claim for uh, equipment breakdown on a homeowner's insurance policy doesn't count against you in the way that maybe a sudden water claim might. So good for you guys to know. Now going back up to fire. So heaven forbid that your home does burn down. On top of rebuilding your home, your homeowner's insurance carrier is going to cover you for all of the stuff inside your home, your personal property. Okay. Um, and on top of that, then they're going to host you at another home while your home is being rebuilt. That's a, a coverage called loss of use. Okay. But on the topic of personal property, let's talk about that for a moment. Okay. So one of the things that I always recommend that my clients do after they move in is to set a reminder, maybe 30 to 60 days after they close escrow, uh, to take pictures and or document all the stuff that they have inside of their home. Okay. If your home burns down and you have nothing to prove that you even had a hundred grand worth of stuff inside your home, you're the adjuster who is the person who would be writing the check. You know, it's, it becomes kind of an issue at that moment, right? So you want to try to document your stuff receipts don't worry about it that's not a thing okay i don't even keep receipts okay but taking pictures and or doing a video documentation of the stuff you have inside your home is a very good idea because at that point if your home does burn down you can then show the adjuster all the stuff you had inside your home and then they'll write you a check for all the stuff that you have okay now remember on your insurance policy you're going to see a limit okay uh for your personal property or contents and that limit will probably look pretty high to you, right? It might be 700 grand, 300 grand, 400 grand, and you may only have $30,000 worth of stuff, okay? Um, and just know that as long as the limit is higher than what you have in your home, you're good. Because if your home does burn down, your homeowner's insurance company isn't going to carte blanche write you a $400,000 check, which is the limit of the policy. That just means that's the most that they would be able to pay out with what you can prove, okay? So please make sure to take pictures of your stuff after you move in, so that way it's not just saying, well, I'm pretty sure I had that, there's documentation, okay? Now, another thing that is on every homeowner's insurance policy, and this is important for you guys to know, it's called sublimits, okay? Every policy have it, I don't care what, what company you shop insurance with, okay? Sublimits. We're talking jewelry, furs, firearms, uh, stamps, coins, um, things of that nature. Okay, but the biggest one is jewelry. That if your home burns down, they're going to cap you on the amount of jewelry. Okay, that they're going to cover you, and depending on the policy, it can range anywhere from like a thousand to five thousand dollars. 
Well, if you have a wedding ring that's like 13,000 or you have a really nice watch that's worth 20K, uh, you're going to run into an issue, okay? Which I'll break for a moment. High value individual items, ask your agent. If you have any high value items like watches, rings, anything with ice, diamonds, etc., okay? You want to get a floater or a separate policy individually that will ensure just those items at full value. Why do people do that? Okay. Yeah, you have to pay a little bit of extra money for it. But the good news is, is that if something happens, whether it gets lost or stolen uh, or it's lost in fire, and when I say lost, I mean literally a mysterious disappearance, literally you can't find it. You can still file a claim for that. But the nice thing is, is if you were to file a claim, you don't have to pay a deductible. Okay. It's full value. So your $13,000 engagement ring, right, would be covered at full value, no deductible, done and done. And the reason why we recommend placing uh, high value jewelry on a separate policy away from your homeowners is simply this. If you don't have to file a claim on your homeowner's policy, great, okay? Because over time, if you file a lot of claims, your insurance is going to be more expensive. It will continue to make it more difficult for you down the road if you file a lot of claims. But if you have a ring or watch or something of high individual value and there's a one-off random event where you lost it or you can't find it or it was in fact stolen, okay? If you have a float or a separate policy, then you can file a claim on that and it doesn't affect your homeowner's insurance, okay? Super important, always make sure to ask your agent about that. Um, biggest thing that uh, most of us agents will ask you is for an appraisal. Okay. So if the valued item is over say $5,000, go find a, go find a jeweler, right? Or contact your jeweler, ask them to update the appraisal and send it back to you and then forward that to us. And then we can make sure that we're ensuring your value of your jewelry properly. Okay. Another thing that's included on your homeowner's insurance is what's called loss of use. Okay. Meaning you've lost the ability to live in your home. Quite frankly, if your home burns down, you can't live there. There's no, there's nothing there. Hopefully that never happens. Okay. But if it does, your homeowner's insurance is going to host you at another home for the amount of time uh, that your home is being rebuilt. Now, there are different types of loss of use. Okay. Some will give you a, a time limit. Some will give you a dollar amount. Some will give you something called ALS, which is uh, actual loss sustained, meaning really however long it takes. Um, you know, in order for your home to re be, uh, be rebuilt, your homeowner's insurance company will take care of you um, at the new home. So those are just a few extra things that are covered, which is personal property, making sure that you're documenting it for any reasons of theft and fire, okay? High value jewelry and loss of use. Okay, now let's talk claims here for a moment. Everyone wants to know when and how to file a claim and does it make sense to file a claim, things of this nature. So the most important thing for everyone to know is this, you should not be filing a claim for anything small. Your homeowner's insurance policy is designed for big problems, not little ones, okay? That's why often you'll see a deductible on your homeowner's insurance policy for $2,500 on average. That's where the majority of mine are written at. Okay. The reason for that is this, it is not intended to be filing claims that are only $600, $700 or a thousand dollars. Like if your house burns down, 
and $2,500 is the most out of your pocket, that's nothing. Okay. So I am a big proponent on taking higher deductibles, which translates to a lower cost uh, of premium for the what you're paying for the policy. And then it's a reminder to only use your insurance when you have to, when it's a five figure loss or higher. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, number of claims. So here's the thing. Homeowners insurance, we look at the amount of claims that you filed over the last three to five years on average. That's kind of like the look back period. Okay. Uh, and so for them, if you filed one claim that's manageable, multiple claims in that same year period gets a little bit more difficult. I had a client who filed three water claims in as many years. And I can't tell you how difficult it was and how expensive it was on year four and five, how much money they had to pay extra because of the frivolous little water claims that they filed beforehand. Uh, insurance companies hate small claims. They don't mind paying the big ones because that's really what it's there for. But if you want to save money in the long term and you don't want to uh, pay extra costs for, for small claims, don't file unless you have to. Okay. So that's that. Now, in terms of like what happens when something happens in your home, like a sudden water loss, uh, your first job as the homeowner is to do what you can to stop the damage, whatever that is. Okay. So for example, say you have a sudden water leak in your home and it's like flooding out the inside of your home. The first thing you want to do is figure out where the water shutoff valve is and turn it off. Okay. Your first phone call isn't to the insurance company. Your first phone call is not to your insurance agent. Your first phone call is to a plumber or a, uh, a remediation specialist to try and help figure out how to stop the damage from happening immediately. That is your number one job right out of the gate. Okay. Once that's all said and done and things have died down and slowed down a little bit, then you look at how much the damage was and then you, uh, you get estimates. Okay. And then you determine whether it makes sense to file an insurance claim or not, right? So if your deductible is $2,500 and the damage to the water or, you know, that happened to your flooring was 3000, probably won't want to file a claim. It's probably not a good idea, right? Cause you'd only get paid out 500 bucks and now you have a claim history and you're going to get rated or charged on that claim for the next three to five years. So you got to be real careful to think, is this the right time to pull a claim uh, or not? So now that we've covered claims, we've covered what's covered under a standard homeowner's policy, we've identified what homeowner's insurance isn't and what it is, what it covers, what it doesn't cover. You're informed. You've had the rundown. My thing is this, it, when you're shopping for your homeowner's policy on your new home, always just get an auto quote at the same time because a it doesn't cost you anything and b you never know what the cost difference might be in the zip code of the place that you're moving to okay my recommendation is to always get uh, a home auto quote just in case and even if you have blemishes on your record like a dui or anything like that still ask to just double check insurance rates are moving up and down all the time and they're always different in the zip codes that you're moving to. So you want to always ask your insurance agent to just see what they can do at bundling home and auto together. And then we'll get into future podcasts when we start talking about other coverages, uh, specifically like earthquake and flood and umbrella. And we'll have separate podcasts for those things. But for now, consider yourself upgraded. You've had the rundown. Thank you so much for joining us here uh, at Goosehead Insurance Powered 
by Nick Ramirez. That's me, your hostess with the mostest. We do appreciate you stopping by, and we look forward to catching you on Instagram at Nick Ramirez Agent, uh, or give me a call at area code 818-650-1038. And thank you so much. Have a beautiful day, guys. Cheers.